You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Beep, 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 beep. Back, back up. Got yeah, it. Yeah. And, and folks, Mark is going backwards right at the beginning of the show. I'm not real sure what the hell's going on here. Well, it, it, it's like, you know, all the albums from the 70s, man. You, you spin them backwards and, you know, they... They have devil messages coming through, you know? Oh, it happens. And folks, again, GSE 187, Geeky Ever episode 187, and this is the way we start, Marks Backwards. That may be the show title, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I need a picture of you going I, I backwards. I wonder if I should turn around backwards and then podcast this way. Oh, it's, my eyes, my eyes! No, it looks better. <laughs> well, at least it's it's up his upper backside. Yes, I didn't I didn't bend over. Oh, thank God. Oh Lord. <laughs> yes, and and that other voice you hear is uh, he who who was missed his first geekiest show ever episode since he's become mm-hmm. a regular co-host. And I know, and I Mike's feelings last week, and, and Mike, I need to apologize. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm surprised so- you guys didn't change the locks on me or something because you guys were just gushing over uh, um, Elisa and, and you know, and, uh, uh, and I'm sorry. You know, I feel like yesterday's you know leftovers or something now, but okay, it's back <laughs> and we're all better. So all right, it's the three stooges <laughs> together again. <laughs> mm, yeah, because nobody else wants us. So okay, yeah, that's true. Yep, that too. And, 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 you know, since we weren't all three together, we didn't start out with a, a real quality weather report last week. It is actually, Mike is actually warmer in yes. the northern plains than I am in the mid-Atlantic. Yeah, you know, it's really yeah, funny I, about this. I'm watching you guys on video, and Mike's got a, a hoodie top on, and Kevin's got a t-shirt. Go figure. Well, I'm, I'm, I am warm, but I'm just too lazy to change it, because I was... <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just uh, – I'm trying to bring up my weather report here. So. Well, when I looked earlier this evening around just after dark, it was probably about 6 o'clock or so, it was 15 degrees warmer where Mike is than it is here where I'm at. Yeah, so. it's 64 currently. I think the high was 86 today. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of – there's a pattern setting up that Elisa, <laughs> that Elisa will hate. Right. But uh, I will absolutely love because it's going to be – much well, much more comfortable for me. Well, yeah, and you know, to finish the weather report, we got high winds going on here, and then my I saw on Facebook my son posted that uh, there is fires, um, uh, grass fires uh, by Redfield, which is about an hour west of us here. Ooh. And you step outside, you can smell the smoke. I don't know how bad it is, but you get high winds and it's kind of dry out there. They did have what they call a red flag warning out for today, where there was a possibility of. Uh, you know, if a fire gets started, it's going to take off. So, yeah. um, and there's a lot of grass and such out there, flat plains that can go far. So, hopefully, they're getting it uh, under control and it's not uh, too bad. But you know, it's always a worry out here. Yeah, it's 51 here currently, so mm-hmm. quite a bit of difference. So, Mark's going, "What the hell are you talking about?" I've no, he has no clue. You know what? All I know is that I'm starting to defrost. It's getting warmer, and I'm glad about that. But unfortunately, as Mike just mentioned, the fire season, you guys still have it a little bit. Uh, we're going into our big fire season, and uh, yeah, main fires don't mix. And unfortunately, I live in an area which uh, about 12 years ago almost got totally taken out by a firestorm that, that came through the valley. But uh, 
wasn't here at that stage, so it's a little bit overdue. It comes through about once every decade, and it's like, mm -hmm. Not cool. No, not cool at all. And you know what really gives me the shits and pisses me off about it is most of these fires are set by stupid fucking idiots. Well, tell us how you feel about these people. I'm, I'm not yeah, quite uh, The stupid fucking idiots, plain and simple, okay. Kevin. I, I, I mean, I'm, honestly, the fire bugs are just... Go kill yourself now. If you're a fire bug, go kill yourself now because you're not a service to anyone. Honestly, it, it just, it really, it eats at me because it's completely pointless. It's stupid. It puts people in danger. It kills people. Uh, all because you get off by seeing fire. God, go and go to a strip club or something and get off. Don't get off over fire. Anyway. Yeah, I, I can't understand that. That doesn't it, make it, any sense. No, it, it's a big issue out here every year. Uh, you can guarantee that a good 75% of the fires are set alight on purpose. And that's just ridiculous. Yeah, that is. It's That's totally irresponsible. So let's hope you stay safe. So so you're warming up. Fingers everyone else. Yeah. Mm. You're warming up. Mike's cooling down somewhat. And mm. when it comes to cooling down, I'm kind of cold towards iOS 9. It sucks. Wow. Oh, man, it's cool. No, it's, uh, they took out some key features and have made some other problems. Okay, what, what did they take out that, that, that you're upset about, Kevin? The most, the, the biggest feature is when I'm driving, and, and, we, and I've said before, I spend anywhere from two hours to two and a half hours a day commuting ground trip. So if somebody texts me, if my, somebody in my family needs to get a hold of me, I was very convenient. I never had to look away. I reached down, hit the home button on my phone. You know, I'm still paying attention to the road. It would go dink, dink, and uh, I'd say read text message. And it would read the text messages, and I could reply back to it and so on and so forth if I needed to. Never taking my eyes off the road. Perfect to mm -hmm. find. That feature is gone in iOS 9. Now I have to look at the screen to see if stupid Siri is paying attention to me. Because now she doesn't always pay attention. She can't hear me, apparently. She's gone partially deaf. So, I mean... Interesting. So now, I, you know, if unless somebody sends me a text and I happen to hear it above the road, road noise, you know, I, there's nothing I can do. I will, you know, I, I lose one, one way of immediate contact, especially with my immediate family, because if something were, came up or, you know, like that, a lot of times a text message would get through when a phone call wouldn't, for whatever reason, you know, a cell call wouldn't. So that was very helpful. But now, well, I yeah, low, low signal ranges. When you're in a low signal range, you can generally get that little data stream through with the the message, but not necessarily a phone call. Or so, and I know you go up and over mountains and so forth. So uh, I can understand where it would be a frustration. It's just annoying. Why? I mean, why not? So hold on, I'm I'm going to do something here. You can't do the Hey Siri anymore. No, I never did Hey Siri. That wasn't it. It was if I held down the home button on my phone, held it for a little bit long time, it would go dink, dink, so I knew she was listening. I could tell when she was listening, so I could then say, read text message or send mm -hmm. text message to. Like I could say, send Mark Greentree text message. And it would say, okay, what do you want to say to Mark Greentree? And I would repeat I mean, I've done that a couple times when you texted me about different things. 
But I'm just wondering, is it in the accessibility features? No. Because what you're referring to, Kevin, is is very much accessible. You, you would think that that feature uh, would be under accessibility now. And I, I, I mean, look, I don't yeah. know, but it yeah, just I, seems really odd that they would remove something so simple and so useful because the voiceover, uh, the reading the, the text message to you and then reading back what you've said and, and what you're going to send and stuff. That all that's works. Really, that's really high-powered stuff. And, I mean, so, and it works. I just can't tell when Siri's actually listening to me. The initial- oh, yeah. You know, so what right. you're saying is they've, they've uh, taken out the audio cue is what you're saying. Exactly. You don't get, okay, that's the part that's been – well, I've kind of noticed that too because, you know, I press the button. And, I mean, I'm looking at the phone and I see the little uh, imp- – I, I, I guess it's improved graphics yeah. on the – for the – but it pops up there. But, yeah, I'm waiting for the – yeah, I've been Pavlovly and trained here that, you know, you hear the ding, ding, and then you start talking. Well, then it goes, well, what do you want to say? Well, I don't know you impatient pain in the butt, you know, just, you know, um, and it's just frustrating that, um, you know, you, you've learned to do it one way and then they went and changed it. And I don't understand the, uh, the reason why. And, um, some of my, uh, Bluetooth headphones, I can press the button on the side and I can bring up Siri right? and be. And but you know if that audio cue isn't there now, how do I know that she's listening? Because sometimes I just need to do that quick. Um, oh, I you know I'm walking down the hall at school. I say, oh yeah, this needs to be fixed. Press the button, just dictate a message, remind me at such and such a time to change that light bulb or something. Just you know some reminders because uh, so I don't have to stop and take out my phone and open up something and create it or something like that. Uh, so that's kind of handy. But uh, and I have noticed that that yeah, that is gone, isn't it? Yeah, and I uh, googling around, I could find other pe- a lot of other people complaining about it, and everybody said, "Nope, it is tur- There is no way to turn it back on." So, what, what's the? I'm, I'm just in the Siri options, the Siri settings, and there's voice feedback. Is that anything to do with? No. Is three options always on? Control with your in switch or hands free only? No, that's not it. I tried. No. So. Ah, what a shame. Maybe it wasn't. Stable enough or something. Maybe they were having problems, and that's why they removed it. Who knows? Well, I can I tell mean, you, yeah, for, the last, for you, but yeah, for the last year, it has worked perfectly. Especially when it comes to text messaging and or calling. In other words, if I if I want to click the button and say hey, hey, or I don't say hey Siri, I say call, and I say give my wife's name, and I say home or mobile or you know whatever number I wanted to call. Boom, right through. Or if I want to call my daughter, or if I need to call the office, or if I need to call, you know, a coworker or somebody that works for me or something, work perfectly. Now it's like, and, and as I said, Siri doesn't understand me anymore now as easily as she did. I rarely had her misunderstand me. And now she's, I actually said, uh, call one person, and I don't want to say names out of the air. And it got somebody completely different. I mean, not even <laughs> close. You know, it's good. Siri actually understands me really well now. Well, certainly via the Apple Watch, which is absolutely awesome. Now, I, I did just do this test where I, I held down the home button to bring up Siri, like you were suggesting, Kevin. Yeah. And, yeah, on mine, it doesn't do it either. So I now know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but you do get, like, that haptic feedback. You get that little vibration type thing happening 
But then at the same time, if you're driving, that's not necessarily what you want because you're there in the car and you got vibrations. Well, well yeah, you know, the, good yeah. vibrations. Uh, certainly in Australia, we have vibrations. We have big potholes out here. <laughs> yeah, no, we. Uh, and the other thing too is a lot of times when I'm doing that. It's actually in either laying on the seat beside me so I wouldn't get the haptic feedback or it's yep. in the cup holder where I won't get the and haptic they, feedback. Even too, I've noticed, even if it's in your pocket or something like that, you mightn't oh. get, you, you mightn't feel that. Yeah. Uh, even with the Apple Watch, even though it's got the, the feedback and the vibration, there's some times when I miss a message because the vibration doesn't buzz me enough times or doesn't hit me enough if I'm out walking about or something and concentrating on other things, I, I don't notice it sometimes. Yeah. So, so yeah, not, it, not good. No, it's a uh, key feature that they decided was useful, well, useless, I guess. So, you know, probably what it was was to, I think it slowed down the process of getting Siri to do things. I think that's probably why they removed it. But in saying that, they should have allowed a switch button yeah. to turn it back on. Yeah, well, now, again... From my experience, slowed nothing down. Boom, boom. Uh, I would hear that boom, boom. I'd say it. And as long as I had good signal, you know, or passable signal, Siri was happy and away we went. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. And, she, and as I said, too, she seems to have not be able to understand me as easily now as she used to be able to. I never had. I, I know other people have had terrible troubles. You. And Scott have had terrible troubles with Siri. I had had no troubles with Siri. I was actually going, why are people so mad at this? It works perfectly. So, you know, I mean, I won't say perfectly. I will say, you know, once in a while it would get something wrong. But it was usually just a little bit wrong, not yeah. not way wrong. Well, I, I have a trouble with it once in a while, you know, when I'm dictating something, like those reminders. Uh, you know, some of them are halfway amusing because I was at school and the, the cook asked me to take our uh, auto scrubber through the kitchen and scrub it up quick because they didn't have time to do it. So I gave myself a reminder to do it. And then what I said was, uh, scrub in kitchen. What Siri put down was, well, screw in kitchen. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is a little different. But, um, More note for home I don't think than I've work. Been, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't want to be doing that at, at, at work, you know, so, you know, at home we won't discuss it. Anyway, um, but, yeah, it makes for some interesting typos. But, you know, for the most part, Siri hasn't been, you know, too bad. And I do, yeah, well, I don't think my diction is too bad. I do get a little mushed mouth or mumbled mouth once in a while. And my, you know, my dentures change my dicta- uh, dictation a little bit also. But, you know, for the most part, it's not too bad. And I haven't had too much problems with Siri. I, I, I have dictated... Uh, Sometimes when I'm texting uh, uh, people, uh, I'll just dictate a message into it. And it, for the most part, it's not too bad. And I do like the fact that it'll give you the little dotted blue lines underneath. So you can, uh, di- you know, if it sounded like another phrase, you could press on it and you could switch it over to the, the one that you wanted. So that is kind of a, a good thing. But, you know, yeah, and it did throw me off the first couple times. And, you know, now that you mentioned it, I just didn't quite... Uh, it didn't quite register. I mean, I noticed that the ding ding wasn't there, but it just didn't quite register with me that they had just taken it out. But you know, yeah. I guess you know, Papa Apple knows best or whatever. So, well, I was I was changing uh, tweets with uh, Clive Hammett, uh, who I think we all know, uh, and yep. he uh, he's a truck driver, and he mentioned that using the Bluetooth uh, headset, it still works. 
you still get the little ding ding. At least it does for him. Hmm. And then he, you know, he talked too about how he has his phone up, uh, holding on the dash. I think he said he used, yeah, he uses an air vent, uh, thing that clips in the air vent to do it. In my car, the air vent's kind of too far over and would be where I really couldn't see the screen to get to get the visual cue. And in the truck, I wouldn't be able to see it at all because it would be uh, it is it is halfway across the dash, or it's going to be right in the way as I get in and out of my truck. So, mm-hmm. it, I, Clive, it was a great suggestion, but well, uh, just and like on. Out. In the, on my uh, Equinox, I got a center console there, and down in the center, there's the uh, their power port connectors. Now, you know, back when you grew up, they were cigarette lighters, but you know, that's not fashionable now. <laughs> but um, I've got a, a, a kind of a gooseneck device that will plug in there. It'll put a gooseneck up so you can put your phone in that, and it also has two USB uh, ports. Uh, built into it so you can plug in cables and then plug your phone into it and that's a little gooseneck deal but you know if you don't have a power port handy that probably wouldn't uh and like i say it's a flexible gooseneck so you can kind of move it around but well in the truck i do have i have three power outlets in the truck my and then my truck's a 2002 and back then they put in the three power outlets they're the again the cigarette lighter adapter so you have to plug in something into it to then put power out they call it aux power or something in the car, I have one, <laughs> so uh, it's just not a it's it, it's not a good situation. And I couldn't stand to have something stuck on my windshield. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. stick them on their windshields. That would that would just put me over the edge. I'm a bit anal retentive about stuff on windshields and stuff like that, um, and it, it drives me crazy. So. Well, and I've had one that mounts on the windshield, which was awesome until winter come along, and all of a sudden we're driving along, and it just goes chunk. The suction had let loose, and uh, you know, and it fell down. And then it just didn't want to stick. And you know, that was, that was I didn't think it was too bad. It was good for when I was uh, you know I had the maps going, so I could kind of look for the visual cues to turn here or whatever. But I was using it at night, and um, maybe I should have dimmed my phone down. But the light was a little distracting when I was uh, driving. But other than that, I didn't have too much of a problem with that. Yeah, no, it's just something stuck to the windshield, but just it would just absolutely push me over the edge. And I know that's ridiculous. A lot of people do it. I see tons of people doing it. I that's not something I could do. And again, I don't use maps. I don't use GPS when I go someplace. Uh, I somebody said something. Well, how do you use the GPS to get the directions on from your phone when you're going someplace? I said I don't. I said I look up where I'm going before I go it. I commit the directions to memory, and that's it. I don't use that. I don't. You know, on the rare occasion where I'm when I get lost, and I'm not saying I don't get lost, but if I get so lost I can't figure my way out, I will then pull over and look it up again. But that's only happened once in the whole time I've had some sort of mobile device that could access that. So I, I just I don't do it. I just look up, memorize, commit it to my memory, and go. I don't okay. want to. I don't want to use a GPS system. Well, and you know I use GPS, and the uh, car has Bluetooth built in, so uh, I'll have it uh, read the instructions over Bluetooth while I'm driving. Now, sometimes just trying to get it because I'll also be listening to music to have it so that it tones, uh, you know, or maybe stops the music and then plays or reads the instruction or brings the music down low enough so you can do it. That's a little. That hasn't always been good. So sometimes I'm straining over the music to hear the to hear the 
directions that I'm getting. But otherwise, I don't. It's mm. not too bad. And I just like the visual thing, so that I should. Oh, in two miles, I need to be taking this exit. Make sure I get over there and stuff. So, yeah, I also like the the traffic features of knowing when there's heavy traffic build up. Yesterday we were out, and I was able to just quickly bring up the maps app and then say, all right, well, let's go this way and, and get around and not sit in traffic for 10 minutes. Well, I, I wish they would work that well for me, but around the, the area that I drive in primarily, if by the time I see a backup or if I even know ahead of time there's a backup, the alternative routes without taking one that's way out of my way are usually all backed up. I had that mm-hmm. happen uh was it Friday afternoon on the way home from work? There was an accident on one of the, the main road I travel on, headed in the opposite direction, headed eastbound, and I was headed westbound. And then, for whatever reason, they closed down two lanes of the westbound road, and then the side roads that parallel it all backed up, and that was it. It just brought everything. There was no place to go. And the only way I could have got around it would have been to go about 20 miles south, then go then go west and I would have popped out about four miles south of where I need to be and then have to come back four miles north. So it's like, it's not worth all that, you Mm -hmm. know, to get around the traffic. So yeah, it it depends. I mean, my example with yesterday was literally just taking some back streets to avoid the main road and that's fine. It it worked. Uh, locals use the same, same technique as well. Um, and yeah, but no, I, I can understand when when you get on certain roads and there's not many options. Uh, you know, we we have that problem here with the major freeway between Sydney and Newcastle. When there's an accident on that, then there's only one other road, and that road just crawls to a standstill. It, that's ridiculous. Well, the other roads I have are all two lane roads. When I get off the four or six lane road, so everything that goes that everybody that tries to avoid that fills up the two. <laughs> <laughs> all the traffic that spills out you know so it's like sometimes i just kevin don't get angry just pretend you're in a tank run the people over crush them to death and you can get home park the okay. truck on the side of the road put a podcast on by the end of the podcast yeah it'll be free no i've had that happen too and it still wasn't anyway <laughs> well, and, and i was just gonna throw in here quick that the only time we get traffic jams out here is when somebody's moving a herd of cows down the road so you know i can't exactly relate but yeah. you know whatever it's it's the joys of driving in the greater washington dc metropolitan area i'll just leave it at that so we'll, we'll, we'll leave siri and her stupid ways at this point on uh, the other problem I'm having is on my iPad. After I was extolling the virtues of how much, and I'm still doing it, my iPad Air is my at least 50% computer at this point, maybe a little bit higher. Uh, I now have video flicker since the iOS 9.02 update. Uh, it's most prevalent in games. It'll just it'll just hesitate and jump. Do you get like broken lines, or is it just it's 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 pixelating or do you remember? Jitters. Do you, it's the jitters. Do you remember the old days when the television signal would get real weak and it would go kind of weird? Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Huh, it's, wow. it's, mo- it's most prevalent in games, and then the other thing too I'm seeing is more app crashes in different things. So, mm. uh, you know, that's nasty. Yeah, and and that came in after nine nine. That's when nine oh two went in nine point oh two. 
So, and that's like, okay, this is an iPad Air 2. It is the current model they are still selling. I am not happy with this. Yeah, Things I mean, I could, expect, I could expect an iPad to, uh, to have that kind of performance issue because with the ones that I've got for the kids, you know, you open a folder and then you'll do something in there, then you'll reduce the folder and it'll rewrite and it'll sort of be jagged until it goes back down into the screen. But you expect that on gear that was released in, I think, 2011. Yeah, you know that that's that's not going to have the performance there. And for the kids, it's fine for another year. Uh, But for the the brand new iPad, no, that, that definitely shouldn't be happening. Have you done a complete restore, Kevin? Yeah, I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. I also say that that's the only thing I haven't tried um, because I'm trying to think when I have. Well, you can do all the reboots. And as you guys know, you can yeah. close down all the apps. You can hard re- reboot the, the phone, uh, sorry, the iPad and, and so forth. But really, if it comes down to it, the, the first thing that you should do before you take it down to the Apple store is wipe it and, and set it up uh, again and, and see if that'll fix the problem yeah. you have. Well, I'm going to let it go a little bit yet. I'm not going to rush down I, one because I don't have time to drive the hour and 20 minutes to the Apple store um, right now. Um, so I'm going to let it go. I, I've heard rumors that 9.03 isn't too far off. Maybe that'll fix it. And again, it's primarily in games is where it's doing are, it. Are there games that haven't been updated for iOS 9 yet? Because uh, I'll, be, I'll be quite honest. I... I noticed a lot of games and a lot of more just apps in general i don't have a massive amount of games on my iphone but i noticed that when i went to ios 9 before and after there wasn't the normal deluge of app updates uh that i expect i I think i probably had around about maybe about half of all my apps were updated and the rest just kind of sat there doing nothing um so yeah i'm sort of just Maybe it's actually the app developers, and it's not even well, that's, that's uh, Apple's part. fault because you like it's in specific apps. So maybe yeah. they just haven't done something correct in Xcode because also they've got the new development kit for the Apple right. TV that somehow links into the current iOS apps and everything. So I mean, there could be something there that they're just not doing or not aware of because it's we're going into new territory with some new technology uh, and that could be causing issues. I, look, I don't know. I'm just no, hypothesizing I, a couple of ideas. You know, I've had a lot of different people come to me with a lot of different ideas. I've been railing a little bit online about it. Uh, I do know our friend Allison has been having a lot of problems with 902. She had a smooth sale all the way through uh, 901. And I think she referred to 902 yesterday or the day before as a dumpster fire. This was mm. a term I had to look up um, on Urban Dictionary, as I think uh, Don McAllister even mentioned he wasn't aware of it. Basically means a complete waste of time or not worth bothering with. And I was like, eh, I kind of feel that way. Um, but again, there, you know, one of the games I know did get updated and one didn't. Again, I'm going to let it roll for, you know, I'm willing, I have enough patience but I'm not going to be patient in silence to, to let things roll sure. for a month or two and see what happens and see if things clear up. Because that's the one that the was updated. Oh, what? Yeah. The, the one that was updated, did, did the video issues still occur? 
much less frequently. Really okay. rarely. Yeah, so it's questionable. The, the other thing you could do, Kevin, is delete the games and put the games back on rather than doing a complete reinstall of iOS. It might just be a bad install of the game. Um, but they worked perfectly before. Well, it could be that something's been overridden. Right. Now, no, I know what you're saying. I'm saying, but the original install of the games was perfect. So, we'll we'll, we'll see. I'll I'll give them I'll give them some time. We'll see how things settle out. Um, but the the other reason I'm hesitant to do anything with games then too is one of the other big issues I have is Game Center. It could not be more freaking annoying. You cannot turn off the Game Center. Wouldn't you like to log in? Don't you want to log into Game Center? Every time I launch a game, don't you want to go into Game Center? No, I don't want to embarrass myself. I am a pretty <laughs> bad gamer. There's no need for public humiliation amongst my friends and followers. So, no, thank you. Uh-huh. So, you know, I don't... We I live don't, for that. I know I do enough on this show to publicly humiliate myself <laughs> between scratching in the wrong places at the wrong time and, and inappropriate mm-hmm. comments. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's just... Which you've just done. <laughs> no, that was more of a shake than a scratch. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, it's just it's like really, really, why, why do you need? I don't want to publicly humiliate myself. I don't <laughs> need to. It's just, that's part of the reason too that I'm not a huge gamer is because I don't need people like Tim Chatton embarrassing me. Uh, I love the guy, but you know, playing him at Mario Kart would be. Like uh, trying to outrun him in a foot race, he'd, you know, he'd, he'd lap me three times before I got ten feet down the damn road. So you know, yeah, and you know, well, yeah, the the gaming thing. I don't, uh, you know, I'm playing the stuff on Steam, but uh, I have a Steam account, but I don't go online. I don't socialize, uh, and it might be kind of fun um, in this Borderland games I play. Spend way too much time in. Um, it would be kind of nice to have a cooperative mode. It'd be fun to go in there with some other people and try to, you know, do something. But yeah, like I say, I just. Uh, I'm getting better, but I just how somehow think that there's going to be people who just be you know laughing themselves unconscious watching me play. So I don't I don't blame you for not doing the online thing. I just stay here and they're talking about all this awesome stuff online, and I'm going no no just you know. But they don't uh, you know they don't force you to do anything. It's hey, it's there you know. Well, no, I mean, and Game Center is not forcing me to, but it's the fact now that I have to cancel it every time I launch the damn games. It's like I said no. I don't want to do this. Go the hell away. <laughs> so what I what well, I've, the way I've taken to doing is if it is I just try not to I leave the games running and as long as I'm playing them frequently enough. I mean if I don't play a game for a day or so then that's when game center says, "Oh, hey, you need to embarrass yourself." Uh, <laughs> like, no, I, I um you do know that in restrictions, you can actually turn off multiplayer games and that in Friends in Game Center as well. I tried that. I don't think it worked. I'll try it again. Didn't do anything? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just knew that there was a setting to limit. Because you, you can't... It's one of those apps you can't get rid of. It's it's there, and the it's, problem is it doesn't... It's the look, I, I'm all for multiplayer gaming when it's done well. I'm all for the interactive experience when you get additional value out of it. But Game Center doesn't really do anything other than allow me to see what friends are playing, what games they're playing, what their high scores are, and it's like, oh, jeez, it really is. It's something that Apple's released, and they just have not done anything with it. 
Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's very bland, very boring, and yeah, you should be able to just select one time no with Game Center and just have that rather than have the experience you're having. Yeah. So, uh, but the, those are the three biggest things with iOS 9 that are pushing me over the edge. I mean, they just... And, and there's lots of other little things, so many of them that I kind of forget them from time to time. But I think I made the comment online the other day, there's no big issues with iOS 9, but there's so many... It's like death by a thousand... Uh, death by a thousand pinpricks, almost, you know? It, I, I've got no issues at all. Well... You know, I don't know. What <laughs> oh, Mark's Kevin number just one. The awesome. I'm number one. You're fantastic. Number one. Yeah, I again, I'm. I love Apple. I'm not going anywhere, despite all the other cool stuff that's out there. And I am. I'm not as agnostic as Mike is when it comes to OSs mm-hmm. and things like that. I, you know, I, I work in Windows all the time, so I mean that's even a different story yet. But I'm not going anywhere. But hey, this is probably the most frustrating uh, OS upgrade I've ever dealt with in the in iOS ever and probably almost as frustrating as some of the things with Yosemite were that I still kind of like are pricking my skin but I'm getting used to the pin pricks or I've scabbed over I'm not sure which so <laughs> hmm. it's interesting but I'm not going anywhere so. You know that video issue that you've got, Kevin? Might be worthwhile trying on your iPhone and and see whether or not the same games, if they're universal, if they have the same video tearing issue, then that'll help you decide who's to blame. Well, I think what I might do is try it on the iPad 4th gen that I have. Mm -hmm. I haven't tried it there yet. It's uh, mainly because I use the Air more than anything. The 4th gen is my travel-slash-work iPad, so... Well, see, I don't think Metal is compatible with the iPad 4, is it? And, and Metal, of course, being the, the graphics capability of, of iOS, where it, it doesn't require additional drivers. It gets straight down into the processor. Um, and I don't think it's compatible on the iPad 4. So if it's a Metal issue that Apple's done some update there, uh, then it shouldn't show up on the iPad 4. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll when I get a chance, probably tomorrow, since it's a holiday here for me, I'll, uh, yeah, Mike's going to give us a gesture now. Uh, <laughs> he's well, it's thinking, a holiday, but I still have to go into work. So Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, I'll give it a try on that one and see what goes there, see how it goes. Give it a shot. But it's just annoying. I mean, come on, guys. Why do you, and, and again, the biggest annoyance is the home button thing for when I'm with Siri. Because now I have to look at the screen. Yeah, that's a lot safer. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes Siri much more useful to have to look at the screen to tell she's listening. So, but, you know, hey, I'm just, I'm strange that way. But talking about OS problems, uh, or maybe not problems, I think you guys have both done the El Crapit, I mean, uh, whatever it is, <laughs> upgraded. It wasn't Crapitan. It was uh, Capitan, Kevin. Um, yeah, look, I did mine on my MacBook Air. It's been solid. It's been fine. The only problem is Levelator, but uh, thanks to Adam Engst and a lot of people who are much, much smarter than me, uh, they were able to come up with a solution to make Levelator work again. So, um, honestly, someone put a PayPal link up so I can pay that person some money who figured it out because, honestly, I don't know how we do podcasting without the Levelator app. It's... Mm-hmm. 
It's just a golden little app that we, we need. Um, now, I haven't done my iMac, and the reason why I haven't done my iMac is because that's run in my main photos library, main uh, iMovie collection, and all the backup and all that kind of stuff. So I've sort of just been testing the water, making sure there's no major issues, and uh, so far there isn't. Now, in saying that, we're talking about a 2013 MacBook Air versus a 2009 iMac. So I could still end up having massive, massive difficulties, but at least I'm feeling a little bit more confident that if I do the update in the next couple of days, uh, that it should go through okay. Yeah, the only reason I haven't done it is because I started hearing, uh, you mentioned it last week, the Levelator thing, and that was before that fix was published. Uh, and I was listening to Allison was talking about there's a uh, another program that she's using in place of Levelator, and then, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that as well. I can't can't remember the Audi- name. Was mentioned on audio. Was mentioned cat. last week. Yeah, she mentioned yeah, it on I, last I week's remember. show. It's I, an on, it's an online service. I I think from from memory. Um, you sort of upload it and then it, it does it for you. The other thing that was interesting, I know that a lot of podcasters still use GarageBand 11. Uh, because the updated version of GarageBand is awful. And that still works fine. I'm still able to edit just like I always have. The funny thing was that the timeline has actually changed. Instead of being a a sort of golden orange kind of look, it's now this bright blue fluoro look. And it's it's just so funny. I've got no idea what has happened in the OS that it would change that because the app hasn't been updated by Apple for years. But for some reason, instead of showing orange, it shows blue. It's oh, it's funny. Yeah, no, I yeah, I know. the the app she was talking about was off. Oh, funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, isn't that the one where it's expensive? Um, Ninety bucks. Yeah, but it, you can do X amount for free, and then Two once hours. you go over that, two hours a month or something, isn't it? I it, think so. Quite, it's still quite limiting. Um, it's not, yeah. So you, you've kind of got to got to fork out a bit of money, and unfortunately, all us podcasters are are pretty much the the poor people. So you know, once we buy our mic, uh, that that's kind of the most we can afford. Wait a minute, we bought Mike. I thought we got him in a trade. Really? You know, <laughs> what what did uh, we trade him for though? Guys. Um, this ended 150 years ago in this country, you know. <laughs> I think uh, we traded him for uh, two packs don't, of gum. Don't tell me we, we traded a Lisa for Mike. Oh! <laughs> I think it was two packs of gum and a future podcaster to be named at a later date. <laughs> wow. I just, just feel the love, people. Yeah, That and a, a can of gas and a match, and I'll just feel warm all over. You'll be <laughs> You, you'll just be flaming on. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Not going to touch that one. Anyway. Yeah, don't touch yourself during the show. Anyway, back to uh, mm. back to the uh, level eight. But that El Capitan. Did I come back? Why? But, oh, yeah. No, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I just haven't done it. Um, I Like I said, I'm still dealing with the annoyances that Yosemite gave me. So, um the the it, the flat design which is annoying the hell out of me uh it got too flat <laughs> so johnny ive needs to to keep his job so he's got to slightly change the look every now and then it doesn't mean that it's any better 
You know, one one problem that I've got with the update for El Capitan is in the mail app when you want to send an email, and they moved the send in button, so it was below the the three traffic lights in in uh, Yosemite. Yeah. But in El Capitan, they've moved it to the right hand side of the three traffic lights. So every time I write an email, I go and close the damn email instead of sending it now. That's frustrating, and and that's a a, a change for the sake of change to keep someone in a job that's not change that's beneficial to anyone yeah the dock is pissing me off more than anything I'm used to it but it pisses me off the flat dock it looks like tiger or, or you know panther or some of the early OS's I liked my three dimensional dock I'm sorry I like that that effect but you can't you can't turn the throw day effect back on nope you can buy an app that'll turn it back on oh okay but I I'm didn't not, realize. I, I thought not. that it was one of those things you could just customize yourself in duck preferences. That's what I would have thought too. Because like I, I know you can do magnification and everything. Yeah, but you can't make it 3D like it used to be. You see, I got mm. my dock stuck off there on the side, that, and I rarely use it. I've got, uh, was it UB bar? What is this one? Um, on the bottom that I use to keep track of things. Yeah. U-bar, U-bar. Yeah, I can't stick it off to the side because then every time I went to change monitors, I would be running over the dock. So, because mm. everybody yeah. says, "Oh, put it to the left." Nope, got a monitor on the left. Put it to the right. Got a monitor on the right. Doesn't work, people. It's got to stay on the bottom. <laughs> first world problems, but anyway. Yeah, first world problems. That's true. So, you know, it's it's it is what it is. I'll, I'll hey, I've been adaptable. I'm amenable. In a year or two, I will forget how angry I am about it. And, only want to slightly smack Johnny Ive when I see him instead of really whop him upside the head like I do right now. So you you are a tree; you can bend. Unfortunately, it's a nut tree, but that's a whole different story. But <laughs> we're not going to be bending our nuts. <laughs> so. Oh Lord! Okay, and and again, I, I came back. Why? Okay. Yeah. What is it? The what did they say? Like the great oak? What's that poem about the great oak tree or something? I can't remember what the hell it is, but. I'm not that big of a literary, literary uh, uh, aficionado to know what it is, but but anyway. But you guys are having no trouble with El Capitan, is what you're really saying, other than the level right. later. Right. Uh, I haven't used it. I haven't used it a lot, uh, mainly just to get out here and podcast and maybe read my email. Otherwise, again, I spend way too much time in Borderland, but you know that's my uh, addiction for right now. But you know, if I sit down and start doing it, um, you know, I'm trying to think. Um, and apparently it didn't annoy me too much. I thought there was some mail issue that, like I said, they probably changed something um, that I just wasn't used to. It took me a, a minute to figure it out. But otherwise, uh, you know, and for uh, um, and you know, back to OS nine, I do like the fact that they put the back to mail button at the top of the uh, browser there. So if you're in mail and you open up something, it opens up the browser. You can touch that and go back again, so you don't have mm. to be yeah. clicking back and forth. That. Yeah, and you know, as far as you. Um, uh, El Capitan goes, beside the fact I wish they changed the freaking name. Um, Easy uh, is really, easier way to say it. Um, well, as long as it doesn't turn out to be extra crappy. Yeah, I think, I'd, awesome. I'd, yeah I think I'll call it El Crapitan from now on, because I can, I can never remember, but that I can remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I really haven't had you know any... Uh, well, outside the fact that I guess the only issue I've had, and it's just the fact I'm too lazy to fix it, in order to run um, Dropbox, 
Yeah. You have to install Java, uh, or you know, uh, I have to install. And I had it up and running, and I don't know if uh, when they updated it, they took Java out, and you have to reinstall it. Um, I know the warning came up, and I can't remember what it what it That's was. That's an interesting one, Mike, because uh, my Dropbox has been working fine uh, well, after the upgrade. It didn't give me a warning at all. Because it had uh, that you know in, incompatible apps or something like that, and it said Dropbox because it uses Java, and I don't know maybe I'm using an outdated version of Java. Maybe that's my issue. Maybe I need to go back and change it or update it or something. But I know it did come up, and it's like and it was like I was doing some other things, so uh, I went yeah okay. But uh, you know it does seem to be open. It does seem to be there. Uh, where I would go look to find that error, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Well. I I will probably do the EC upgrade um, over one of the upcoming holiday breaks that we have, like either next month over the Thanksgiving, long Thanksgiving weekend, in between decorating my Christmas trees, Mark. And, um, oh, God. Uh, but either then or I might wait till the Christmas break and do it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I will do it faster than I did the Yosemite upgrade. Let's put it that way. Uh, I won't wait till almost the last minute and do it like I did. Because I've only been on Yosemite for, what, two months at this point? Something like that. I can't even remember. So, yeah, I'll, so I'll I, do it quicker. I, I have that much quicker. I, I, I used not to. to go for the, the first day out the gate because the servers are always smacked and it, it's just an awful experience. But generally a week after or two weeks after, certainly within the first month, everything I've got gets updated to the latest version of the OS. Um it's just what I do. It's not that well, I necessarily want new features. I, I more specifically am happy with the security updates that come through with the the updates. So it depends. Sometimes it also you know you get occasional new features or there'll be some stability updates that can fix things. So well, my, it's good. To do. My but backup. look, if you've got a, a a work machine that you can't mess up, then you leave it to the lightest possible opportunity. Well, my my backup ritual before I do it requires shuffling backups to remote sites. So I have to have all that kind of figured out which days I'm going to get the backups off-site. Because I do physical backups that are stored off-site besides online backups. I'm booting uh, belt suspenders, shoelaces, and, and a noose if I need to to hang myself later. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I am a little bit... Uh, ret- anal retentive about that, so I have to plan that out. That's why I'm thinking the long weekend's the perfect thing. I'll, I'll have a chance to run my long backups, switch them out. I'll have time to go to drive to the remote location. And yes, folks, it is uh, it is a location that's 45 miles away from me. So that's I figure that's enough physical separation. There's a, a mountain in between me and that place, so I'm trying to separate us as much as possible. So. Yeah, Mike's shaking his head. I, right, I, no. And, and I'm just thinking that that's overkill for me. But, you right. know, it, it depends how much value you have with your data. I mean, I back everything up, and I'll back it up to my local drives, and it's automatically thrown up in iCloud. It's automatically thrown up in, in OneDrive and so forth, the really essential stuff that I could not possibly live without. Uh, but everything else, um, I don't really care that much about. If I've got my family photos, my my documents, all my financial records and, and family home videos and so forth, 
uh, I don't really care what else goes. It, it doesn't really worry me. As long as I've got those, I can rebuild a system. I can start again. Uh, Apple's pretty good with everything I've bought off iTunes. It's there in the cloud to, to download. I mean, there are occasional issues with that, and we've discussed that before. Um, but all in all, it's like, who cares if I've got to spend 100 bucks and rebuy a couple of TV series because for some reason they dropped off the fence, so be it. So it's only the really core important stuff that um, that is now in the digitized world that I, I do that with. But let me try it this way, Kevin. Before digitization, before computers and, and backups, what did you do with family photos? You put the negatives with the photographs in the shoebox. I think backup is essential backup is excellent but i think we can get a little bit too anal with yep. regards to what we back up what we say now i'm not suggesting that what you're backing up and saving isn't important to you please don't think that i'm saying that at all but i even know with myself i i look at it and it's like god i've got backups absolutely everywhere i've got backups galore for photos and and stuff like that and really all in all do i need it no, I get them printed as well, and you know what? If the house burnt down, I think I've got a bit more of a problem uh, to consider than, oh, okay, where did that season of, of whatever Star Trek episode go? Right. You know? And the stuff I'm worried about, my biggest thing with the backup is the timed recovery because of it. Uh, this is going to sound awful, but the photos... Most of the ones I want, they're in the cloud someplace, and I could recover those. Documents mm -hmm. are probably fine. I can get to those. It's the time to recovery is why I do all the duplicate. And I'm doing full disk clones is what I'm talking about, taking mm -hmm. physically off-site. These are full clones of my hard drive that are bootable, and I can just switch over to Because I've been bitten by the hard drive... Uh, so I, I've I, never had a hard drive. Well, actually, no, I shouldn't say that. I have had a hard drive file, but only after I smacked the computer on. <laughs> I got the shit with it, and boom! And, uh, and then the, the spinning hard drive did collapse. But I've never had one just die on me for no reason. <laughs> uh, but my, my MacBook did that. Uh, the, the computer I had before the iMac, it did that uh, 29 or... 32 days prior to the warranty expiry. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, Kevin, well, let me ask you, how often do you switch these drives out? Because I, one thing I find with the, a, a backup system, this is why I like Time Machine, it does it every hour, um, and I don't need to worry about it, whereas my clone backups run sort of once a week. And after a week, I'm kind of like, all right, if I need to boot in, great but I'm not going to restore my computer from, from that because I've got a week's worth of work that isn't stored there that's on Time Machine. Um, the off-site backups get rotated every two weeks or so. Uh, the on-site clones get rotated uh, every day or two. Mm -hmm. So I have, you know, I have... The, the further off I have to go to get it, the chance I have of losing a little bit more, but nothing extraordinary mm -hmm. um, is the way I've, I've worked it out so I, I it's hard to describe it's a system that I adopted uh, back in what 2008 and I've kept it up uh, mm -hmm. and, and you know part of what makes me this way too is, is in my uh, one of the things I did when I first came into IT 
uh, back in the uh, well professionally into IT back in the early uh, about 1990 I guess it was um, one of my main jobs every day was to switch the tapes out on the mainframe and do all that and get them ready to go off site and you know all that kind of thing so that just got my brain working that way mm-hmm. you know and that's it's it's an old habit I guess for lack of a better term but it is what I do. No, Mike, you were getting ready to say something. We well, kept stomping on you. <laughs> no, that's okay. Well, and okay, because and, I'm going to lose geek points here anyway, but it was kind of like um, I kind of went, oh, hey, El Capitan came out a couple days ago. Maybe I ought to install that. Um, and you know, part of it is besides the fact that, yeah, Borderlands, but beyond that, Windows 10 is still um, good enough that um, I don't, I mean, I don't mind being in, in Windows now. Uh, I mean, I've actually toyed with the idea of possibly getting a, a, a Surface tablet, perhaps, maybe, if I can, you know, find, like, I need one more gadget. But, you know, it, it doesn't uh, bother me like Windows used to. I used to hate Windows. Now it's to the point where I don't mind being in it. The only thing that I do miss is if TweetBot had a version for Windows, that would be awesome. I don't think that would probably ever happen. But uh, I do like TweetBot so that, you know, I do have to sit down. If I want to, you know, have my tweets synced up, I do have to sit down and use that. But I don't have any problem sitting down over here in front of the Windows computer and doing a lot of the stuff that I I do. But I don't uh, do a lot of... uh, I don't do a lot of things on my computer. Kevin's trying to throw me off here. It's not hard. I my tracks are a little loose anyway. But um, you know, I just but I just kind of went. Oh yeah, hey, you know, it was a uh, uh, new operating system, and so you know, it wasn't like because there's been other times I've been you know waiting and waiting and playing the whole download game and uh, trying to you know because. It's about you know a million other nerds are trying to nail the <laughs> yeah. server at the same time, and so I didn't have any problems. It's just like I started it and then I uh, um, went back to playing my game, and a couple hours later, oh maybe I should check on. Oh, it's downloaded, install. Okay, all right. So I did that, and then you know a couple hours later, oh maybe I should check it on again. And so it's a sign into uh, um, Apple Mail or uh, whatever they're calling. It. That's the thing that I don't ever use. Um, or, you know, sign into iTunes anyway. iCloud. Uh, iCloud. Yeah, yeah, that thing that I hardly ever use. I mean, I use it, whatever app synced stuff up through there, it's fine, but I don't consciously use iCloud that much. Um, and that was something that, you know, if you don't mind me making a segue here, that Mark brought up was about, uh, you know, he wanted to talk about iTunes. And we're sort of talking about it now anyway, the fact that, you know, you don't have to have things necessarily physically on your drive, on your computer. Uh, right. So... You know, because for me, if the uh, installation had Bort, it would have been, yeah, okay. I wouldn't have been necessarily happy, but just reinstall things, download my apps, because I got my, you know, stuff uh, stored other places. Uh, but like I say, for me, it's not, you know, iTunes, if it's used by something else, is fine, but I don't use it that much. I have a, uh, down in my basement here, a, uh, uh, Tonito server set up on my Windows machine running so that I've got uh, it's kind of a central location where I can get things I can access it from any of my again my platforms that I use which aren't always iOS I can access my files there stored locally at home here um, and some of the other stuff like photos and music I have up in the cloud uh, there but uh, and and I also use Dropbox and you know sync stuff through that 
So I have uh, many options. Yeah, in the day when you had everything on your computer, and I made that mistake once and uh, was installing Linux on a, the computer that uh, had Windows on it that my wife used, and I sort of hit the wrong button and erased Windows. Ow. and Yeah, that didn't. What happened to my head? Okay, yeah, so that's when <laughs> she wanted her own computer. Imagine that. Um, so that's when we got his and her computers. Um, but, you know, so the whole backup thing, you know, with cloud services, I don't get that worried uh, that anymore about it, uh, about doing an install. It's just like hit a button and, and thankfully I didn't have any problems. So, you know, I guess uh, maybe I'm lucky or not, but I don't know. I haven't gotten all that concerned about things. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand it. I know I'm a bit anal retentive. Like I said, it's just, it's it's the way i am so but yeah you're right mark was talking about uh, ios because mark has been looking at another new piece of uh gear kit whatever the term is you want to call it do you want to tell us about that i i can't help it i go to apple stores and i play with things and then i want them and then i spend the rest of the day going back and forth in my own mind do i don't i do i don't i what do i think and would it work for me and oh god look at that price oh can i justify it so anyway we're talking about the iphone 6s and not the plus i have looked at both and gretel's got the plus and i just call it a fablet i can't stand them but too bloody big and you look like an idiot when you're patting it, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, God, he's licking it. Oh, dear God. Anyway, uh, no, look, the, the the big problem I've got is, uh, as I've said to you guys many times before, I, I go out quite a bit, I, I walk around quite a bit, and I didn't want something that was that much bigger than the 5S. I think the 5S is a nice size. It's a shame Apple doesn't make one, but it's pretty clear that they're not going to update that size of, of phone, uh, certainly not anytime soon. So it's time to move on. Now, there's nothing necessarily wrong with my iPhone at the moment. There is a bit of yellowing on the screen, and the screen is the adhesive at the top and on the top right-hand corner. It's sort of when you press the screen down like that, it, it, I'm, I'm showing it on video and listeners can't see, but, but it sort of goes up and down a little bit. So, you know, it, it's happened on the iPads, the iPad 2s. My son's iPad, it's got it around the home button, but it's been like that for about 18 months and it's been fine. But I thought, I'll go and have a look. And one of the new features I really liked was the, I, I think it's it's Taptic or is it Haptic? I, I You're talking about the 3D touch? Remember. 3D the tap. 3D Touch, yeah. I, I think it's the Taptic Engine T, um, and where you just touch an app, and instead of it loading the app, it then comes up with, you know, do you want a new tab in Safari, or do you want to see your favorite website or your bookmark website, or do you want to send a new email without having to actually go in and load the app? And that makes the, that that takes it from the Fisher Price kids toy to the Fisher-Price teenager's toy. We're getting better. We're getting so much better that I, I just went, that's just a cool feature. So I want the phone for that because it's a shame that they don't have that. I, I, I pressed on my iPhone it's like, nah, that's definitely not an iOS 9. It just comes yeah. up and jiggles the app and they, apps and they have a little dance. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was looking at the iPhone 6 and, and then I was looking at the Australian pricing. Now, you guys know and all the listeners know that we've, we've gone back and forth on the pricing on the show before. I'm not going to bore everyone. Let's just say that if I got Kevin to buy one for me and, and send it across to me, that it would end up being about $100 cheaper than what I'd pay for it locally anyway. And then I'd probably have issues with um, 
warranty and and stuff yeah. like that. But but more importantly, it's on it, that hundred dollars. Where's the difference? Now you guys buy them the sixteen gig models. That is for six hundred and and sixty nine dollars, something like that. I think it is. Uh, I don't know. I have to. Look at, no, it's more than that. It's it's more than that. For the iPhone six, you're talking about the six S, right? Six S. Um, buy. I'm looking here. This is making for exciting uh, radio and podcast. Well, it, it, it oh no, it, yeah, six forty nine. You're all right. Yeah, yeah, six forty nine. So that's cool. Now, if I go and try and get the same one in Australia, and uh, just give me one sec because the app is playing up on me. Uh, so if I go and get the same one out here. 16 gig, mind you. It's going to set me back. I went to the wrong one. Ah. Here, here we go. This, this is live podcasting. Kevin at, can it, at its finest. At its finest. Okay, so the 6S costs you guys 649 US, yes. Yep. In Australia, $1,079. Good lord. Ow. They hate you. Yeah. They do hate me. And this is the problem I've got. Now, I have said on NAMP and I've said publicly, I don't want to be going with 16 gig devices again. But if I look at the options of, of storage, if I go 64 gig, it's another $150 on top. Or if I, I go the 128, it's $300 more and it's $1,379. Now, I can tell you straight what's going to happen. I'm going to suggest one of these, and Gretel, as generous as she is, is going to turn around and go no and no to the two top ones. And <laughs> frankly, I've got to be quite honest. At over $1,000, that's more than I paid for my MacBook Air. Now, to give you guys an idea, back when I got my 5S, and that was at the top of the range, uh, newly released yep. model, I, I paid eight hundred. Yeah, I paid $869 for that. So it's essentially the same phone. Right. Uh, you know, and, and yet this is a couple of hundred dollars more expensive to get into today. Now, here's an interesting factoid for you. So Gretel got the iPhone 6 Plus last year. Now, we paid $999 Australian last year when it first came out. Right. Now, if I went to buy her exact phone today because of the exchange rates and the Apple taxes and well, what we call the Apple taxes, I'd have to pay $1,079 to get last year's model, even though a year earlier we paid $999. Damn. That's because our exchange rates have changed and Apple wears none of the responsibility on that. And part of the reason is because Apple Australia is not Apple Incorporated. They're a separate, privately owned company that has an exclusive license to Apple Incorporated. So what ends up happening is they can basically do what they like, and Apple headquarters will not cover. Yeah, they can screw us exactly, <laughs> and they do. And so anyway, this comes back to me having to change my tactic and turn around and say, well, if I want an iPhone success, I really have to start looking at the 16 gig option again. And I was throwing this idea back and forth going, I know I'm not going to be happy with this. We're, we're talking 12 megapixel camera. We're talking uh, 4K video. Now, I wouldn't be shooting in 4K anyway. I'd turn that feature off or leave it on the default, which is 1080p. But the fact that you can do things but can't benefit because it's such a small capacity device, that's an issue. 
But what I ended up doing was I ended up looking and thinking, what's my workflow and what do I do with the phone? And I actually, I, I always have around about on my 16 gig 5S at the moment, I've always got around about one and a half gig of storage free. And I was looking at that and I'm going, okay, well, what do I do? And, and part of the, the reason why I've got so much free, even though I've got photos and everything, I use iCloud and I use that iCloud service to where it optimizes um, the photographs. So when you go into iCloud and you go photos, there's a, a setting called optimize iPhone storage. And what it does is it, so if you take a, a picture, it sends the high resolution one up into iCloud. And then what it does is it replaces the high resolution with, with which is with a, sorry, with essentially a thumbnail, uh, a really low res copy. Now, when you want to bring it back down and look at it on the iPhone, you just tap on it and load up, and it'll be an optimized photo that looks really good on the iPhone. Still not printable from the iPhone, but you can view it, you can show other people. And then what happens is once it's up in iCloud, then it automatically, even without the Photos app being open on, on the Mac, it'll just download the photos in the background automatically and put them in the Photos library. And I'm about to do this with my MacBook Air as well because I'm running out of storage space having a lot of photos on a 128-gig uh, MacBook Drive. Air. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to do what Alison Sheridan did and do the same thing where you optimize the photos on that and then the photos and, and the main high-res ones, not only are they stored in iCloud, but they come down to the iMac, which then gets the backup. And, and that's where the, the central hub of everything is. And what I started realizing was that I was doing things the non-Apple way. I was trying to sort of do things differently. And even with movies, home movies, uh, they've got the iMovie theater. Um, so you can upload them there and you can have all your movies there and they just stream down when you want. And this all works on the Apple TV seamlessly as well. And then, like, I've got Tidal music streaming i'm actually considering going with apple music streaming now yeah yeah i, I know shakara listen title is infinitely better sonically uh, sound quality wise but uh apple music works with my apple watch much more seamlessly so it comes about you know what i might just trial it and see if i like it because uh, I was actually playing around with using my Apple Watch like a little iPod today and connecting my Bluetooth speaker to it and moving music across to the Apple Watch. Still clunky. You've got to actually have the Apple Watch charging while it's synchronized in the playlist. Not happy about that, but it, it's an option and it, it's something that you can do. But I was, I've been looking at all those things going, okay, and what else do I do? And I've got iCloud Drive. So all my files, all my documents are in iCloud Drive. Uh, then they're also in OneDrive and they connect in with Microsoft Office and so forth. So when I look at it, I'm actually able to use all these cloud services and link them in and still have 1.5 gigs of storage left on the iPhone. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but what about apps and games and, and, and especially games? They're, they're big files. Well, I don't play a lot of games on the the uh, the iPhone. I, it's just not for me... A, a nice experience. I need a slightly bigger screen. But what I'm looking forward to is the new Apple TV 4 coming out next month. That I'm definitely going to go for. And then that will be my iOS or Apple t or TV OS <laughs> game of choice. And, and that'll be 
where I'll play the games. I, I tend not to play games on, on the iPhone. It just doesn't give me that experience I want because half the time your thumbs are in the way of the, the field of view and it, it just gets messy. So I might turn around and, and, and go back and get yet again another 16 gig device and then everyone can criticize me for another 12 months uh, and poke fun at me for doing this. But you know what? The price, it, it's well beyond joke. Well, it's it's really the fact that we're going to criticize you no matter what you do. So, I mean, you know, you need to take, take solace in that. Mike and I are just going to belit, bel, be belligerent, rude, and I'm not doing that for him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was bludgeoning, Kevin. Oh, bludgeoning. bludgeoning. Okay, good. Right. <sighs> okay. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not... You know, I I would. Hey, I run a 16 gig iPhone 6 Plus, and I manage it. Uh, I do have to manage it a little bit, but I don't find myself overly managing it. And I run with around two gigs of free space on it. The only time I've come close is if there's been like a uh, like at a holiday event where I've taken a mm-hmm. crap ton of pictures or a crap ton of video or something. Other than that, I don't really have that problem. I. I mean, I would rather have just like my iPad, sixty-four gigs. That that middle is the sweet spot for me. Mm-hmm. It has been for all the iPads. Uh, so if I and I'm kind of, I hate to admit it, considering a six S plus uh, phone, uh, but I will get the sixty-four gig probably just to give me that wiggle room, so I don't have to manage mm-hmm. it as closely. Because with my iPad, I'm not having to worry about it. Um, I'm running at about 55% storage, so that's more than sufficient. It's got tons of media on it and all kinds of stuff, so it's not really an issue for me. Um, well, and if I could throw in my solution here, which you know, doesn't work for most people, but and I just like to make sure that I keep my life as complicated and gadgetful as possible. I bought that iPod Touch. Um, and I'm using that, and what I have is a, a Bluetooth headset. I've actually got a set of blue, a blue do, a Bluetooth bone conduction headphones that I've been using, and you can pair it with two devices. It's a little less than optimal because um, sometimes the phone will kind of take control. If I pause it and then I go to play, uh, hit play again, the phone will kick in. So it's that's a little been a little frustrating, but I can connect two devices to the Bluetooth, and so I can still listen to my music or podcast on my iPod and put whatever I want on there because I do like, unlike Kevin, I do like having that warm <laughs> feeling and knowing that there's not all my music but a wide selection of uh, music um, available there and my podcast and everything else. So, you know, that's the way I do it. And, you know, that won't work for most people, but that is my version of doing it. And then that way I've got a 64 gig iPod and so I can put a whole bunch of stuff on there and I have it with me. Um, you know, maybe it, by the time you add the price of an iPod onto an iPhone, maybe I could have just gotten a bigger iPhone. But the 5 that I've got is still working fine. I have no you know, great desire to uh, upgrade yet, uh, which is fine because that's probably the only gadget I don't want to uh, you know, update or get or whatever. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but I don't have a burning desire. So there's one thing where I at least can control myself. Um, but, you know, that's my the way I do it, and it, it works. Well, you know, mine's not that much yeah. different. I don't have podcasts on my phone. I have I have them on my 
handy little, I think it's a seventh generation uh, mm -hmm. nano that I use. This is the my daily driver. It goes back and forth with me to work every day. This is even the one that had the can take video. It has the video camera in the back. So it's still the thirty pin that one, isn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah, which doesn't bother me. Works out no. fine. Uh, and this is what I listen to because when I do listen to the podcasts I listen to, I build my playlist. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't like smart playlists. They've never been when it comes to podcasts. They smart enough. They've never been smart enough. Oh. Now, if I was actually listening to music, they'd probably be fine, but I'm not, so it doesn't make any difference. Um, yeah, podcasts, are, are, you determine it really what you feel like listening to it at a certain point in time. I mean, even shows I love listening to, there's just some moments where, no, I don't feel like listening to that. I'll listen to this one over here. Um, and so you've got to really pick and choose. I, I mean, with me, it, it all goes on the iPhone. I don't have the iPod anymore. And I, I think that's one reason why I'm contemplating uh, going back from Tidal to Apple Music is because the streaming from Apple Music over cellular is much better than what Tidal's offering. Now, Tidal does have the hi-fi, which I've gotten. You can turn it down for when you're on cellular. Um, but I, I tend to download the albums and store the albums, three or four albums at a time, CD quality. So that's taking gigabytes of storage as well. If I didn't do that and I just streamed all the time, it wouldn't be too much of an issue. And um, so, yeah, look, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, You know, if, if nothing else, I might um, end up just writing a whole series of blog posts on why a 16 gig device is still viable if you use it a specific way. Yes, it's not going to be for everyone. Absolutely not. But, um, you know, I'm quite happy to stream and where I live and pretty much everywhere I go, I've always got a cell signal. So it's not too bad. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I can, I'm making, I'm more than happy with my 16 gig, uh, phone. And when it came down to it, it was, I could either get a 16 gig iPhone 6 Plus, or I was going to have to take get a 5s, you know, 64 gig or whatever it was. I don't mm -hmm. remember. So I said, no, I want the newer hardware, and I'll manage. And I managed with my iPhone 4 was a uh, 16 gig model. I never had mm -hmm. my my only thing there is at the this point in time with the way storage and the costs of flash RAM and all that. I still really believe that Apple could make the entry-level 32 gigs instead of 16. Oh, yeah, but they're, I, they're making a fortune on it, Kevin. Oh, like, I know, you, I, yeah, I know. They're, they're doing to memory chips what the, the print industry uh, with printers did with ink. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're milking it because you, you can buy, as you know, you, you buy more thumb drives than I have ever bought <laughs> in my life. And, um, you know, you do that in a year. And, and a you know what the prices are. They're, they're extremely affordable. I mean, you know how I bought that little tiny uh, SanDisk uh, USB 64 gig drive for my MacBook Air? Well, I looked on Amazon uh, last week, I think it was, and the 128s have come down to 40 US dollars. And I'm like, oh, if only I waited three months. But the price comes down, and they're so cheap, they're so affordable uh, that. It, it really, it, it's not an obstacle anymore. And the big problem that I think a lot of people, even Apple fans, can agree with is that 
you can't upgrade the storage of the iPhone easily or the iPad easily. Yes, you can have Wi-Fi drives and all that kind of stuff and even some that connect into the, the Lightning port, but it's less than ideal. It's not an, a nice um, solution. Uh, certainly cloud storage and, and streaming, that is pretty good. I'm, I, I think I might try that because at least that way I know I can get into the new technology uh, without having too much guilt maybe a little bit of frustration, but I've been dealing with 16 gigs ever since I had my first iPhone anyway, so who cares? It's not like I've known any better, let's put it that way. Uh, and the other thing too, I've got to buy a brand new case because the 5S case that I've got, which I love, which is the uh, 12 South book book, will not fit the the 6S, period. Yeah. So, and that's another $80 on top. Then I've got to decide, oh, do I or don't I get Apple Care? I'm notorious for not getting Apple Care. New Apple Watch, don't have Apple Care on it. Um, and I still haven't decided if I'm going to put Apple Care on it or not. And I, I just look after my things. I tend to be very careful and very cautious. They're very important to me, uh, as important as a gadget or a device can, can be, I guess. Um, so I take care of the things. I don't treat them badly, and I, I try to avoid situations that you know could possibly result in breakage. For instance, I go and mow the lawn. I'm taking the Apple Watch off. Uh, early next month, I, I'm going to the ACDC concert in Sydney. The Apple Watch will not be going with me. The iPhone will be in its case in my pocket, but the Apple Watch will stay at home. Yeah, I don't. I don't take my phone out when I'm out working in the yard. That's that's like. You know, asking for trouble. You, you, in my you're opinion. Asking, yeah, definitely. You are. There's certain things. I mean, Mike's a bit different because, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Mike, Mike gotta, would probably kill an Apple Watch in, in the first day. Oh, well, yeah, I have because I don't know what, because it seems like in the last three years I've killed the crystal on the last three watches that I've had. So what I finally decided to do was I got myself a uh, Garmin Fitbit here, mm -hmm. which does a watch. Uh, but it also has Bluetooth, is connected to the phone, so I can get my messages coming on there, so I can see when text messages come in, when emails come in, when, you know, there's notifications or whatever, um, and there's a few other things that you can do. Um, I got it on sale for like $99, which wasn't too bad, but, you know, it does the things that quite a few, I mean, you can control your music player through it. Uh, it's got some different things that you can do with it. Um, and, you know, it's not the price of an Apple Watch, but it's just, uh, uh, I don't know if you guys can see it. Let's yep. see if I can get a little closer. But it's just a thin rubber band uh, that goes around there. So hopefully it'll take a fair amount of abuse. And uh, it's been working really good, and it does have the uh, the haptic feedback in there. So when I get a notification, it'll ring. So I have actually thought about, you know, my whole complicated um, music listening or podcast listening system with an iPhone and an iPod, um, I could just have my Bluetooth set to the iPod. And as long as I get notifications on my from my wristband here letting me know that I have a phone call, because that's my big concern, it's not hearing the phone call come in. And it is nice having the Bluetooth uh, set up to take the phone call. But, I mean, if, I, if it really came down to it, I could just have the headset paired with the iPod and then just have the – because I don't get that many phone calls. But um, – and then just take the headphones off when I uh, get a phone call and bring it up to my ear. So, you know, there's different ways a person can work around it. And you all find your strategies to, you know, make things work. And, and you know, and I, like I say, I'm a custodian. I, I carry things. I lift things. I'm hauling stuff. Ooh, I just got a vibration. Oh, 
Uh, yeah, kept was it right a good vibration? <laughs> yeah, okay. It was. It didn't. Well, hey, you know, it's out. It's on my wrist. Anyway, um, draw draw your own dirty jokes from that one. But anyway, um, yeah. But um, it, you know, it, it, yeah. No, don't don't go there, Kevin. We've gone there too much. The the roads the roads closed. Barriers are up. Um, but and like I say, you know, I've, I always say I'm a custodian, and uh, you know, I take it with me. I do all, do all kinds of things. But I got my little uh, saddle bag that I wear, and I've got it in a nice. Uh, uh, max boost uh, battery case here because battery does get to be an issue sometimes. And, you know, kind of circling it back around to where we started with the uh, iOS 9, um, I did notice one weird thing on uh, when I went to O2 was that I checked the battery and I, I think I had an app on there. It was probably using a little too much juice, so I deleted that. But I checked it at one point and it said 67%. And then I checked it like I don't know, 20 minutes later, it was like down to 15%. So I don't know. And I think somebody had said maybe it was just the phone was reporting the battery um, condition wrongly, that the battery may not be that bad. So I just hard rebooted it or just shut it off and turned it back on again. And uh, it seems to be okay. And and like I said, I don't know if it was getting rid of the app or just restarting it kind of changed something. But now it's been not too bad because when I go to sleep at night about, oh, let's say, 11, well, probably close to 12 o'clock at night, it'll be fully charged. And when I get up at, like, say, about uh, a little after 4 in the morning, it's down to 92%. So there's something, you know probably checking email and that stuff over the mm-hmm. night or whatever but it's not terrible but i do need to have a battery pack because there's times especially if i you know, have some time at work or something i pull up my phone and i just sit down check twitter or facebook anything that you know turns the screen on it's going to use juice so i do need a uh um you know uh battery Extra to help battery. yeah yeah I, so i do need that um and like I said, I'm just too lazy to manage things because <clears throat> the doors will pop up. Do you want to be notified about, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Well, you know, maybe not everything, but, you know, uh, or, you know, do you want uh, you want this app to tra- uh, track you? I'm a little bit more, you know, conscious on that. But if it's something like, you know, if you're near someplace, it'll let you know. So, uh, yeah, I do. I could tighten up my battery usage uh, and it, and so that I'm not using it so much, but... Uh, this works and it seems to be fine. I get through a day with the battery pack that way, so it works. I generally, uh, because I do have location services turned off for the most part, uh, I turn them on rarely. Um, I generally get a day and a half, or maybe two days, out of a hundred uh, percent charge on my phone. So well, that's what the that's the plus, right? Yeah. the The yeah. only time it'll really draw it down is if it's an exceptionally busy day, and I'm getting tons of phone calls, which I had one of those days this past week. We had a, a kind of an emergency crop up, and I probably fielded, I don't know, two dozen phone calls uh, over the course of the day. So it just, uh, I didn't, it, it did draw the battery down. Normally when I leave work, I'm sitting at like 50% battery, uh, worst case, and I was down to about 30% when I left so it was really. I, I actually turned the percentage off because I can't stand saying that because it used to set me off where I'd be like, oh, geez, it's 40%. I better charge it. And truth be told, 40% can give you quite long a time. few hours. It gives, yeah. It, it loves you a long time. So it's yeah. uh, it's really good that way. So, you know, I'm, I'm not as. 
I, I kind of know the pattern and how fast my phone's going to drain down. And I don't panic anymore till I get down around 8%. And then I start thinking, well, I need to start <laughs> thinking about a charge. Um, yeah, when it goes red and it sends the warning, uh, 20% kind of thing, and it's like, oh, okay. I still let it go further. <laughs> I, I, I'll say something that's been really great. The Apple Watch, uh, battery-wise, it's been going through the whole day. Yesterday, it finished at uh, about 51% after a whole day. And the lowest I've got, and this was pretty much the first day usage, was 10%. That's and uh, I, I use it for everything. I use it for text messaging. I, I you know, I'm just using it normally. Um, and I use it to control music and the whole work. So it, it's actually really, really good. I'm very happy with the battery because that was one of the big concerns. Can it actually last? Um, but they've actually done a great job on that battery. I, I, for some people, they might need it to last a bit longer, especially travelers and so forth. Uh, but for someone like me who, you know what, every night I'm home and I can charge, it's not an issue at all. It just lasts. That's great. Um, well, we've been going quite a while, so I think we're going to work towards wrapping it up. The The last thing I wanted to bring up is I did want to put out a thank you uh, to Corey Ings uh, with Comcast. Uh, I was having a lot of trouble with the service and my bill. And Corey did a lot of work and helped me out, and uh, things are, as well, as I like to say, copacetic again between me and Comcast. Um, they were nice enough to give me a, for a four-hour outage I had, a uh, four-hour and then another like half-hour, 45-minute outage I had a week ago Saturday. They were nice enough to give me a $30 credit just on that. And we rejiggled the services. I still have, uh, and I got a better deal out of it. So uh, I'm really pretty happy with them at this point. So I do want to say a big thank you, Corey. I told you I was going to thank you, and I do want to thank you for being a stand-up guy and coming through with what you needed to do. And uh, I do appreciate that. I, I railed a bit about it on Twitter. I was looking at DirecTV. I was looking at Dish TV because, frankly, we watch almost out of the... 200 channels i think we have there's about 10 that we watch <laughs> you know we just don't watch all the channels and i have about 30 channels in foreign languages i have no clue what the language is um don't know what the hell they're talking about <laughs> don't care so you know but you know they packaged it up and gave me a good deal so all things are good i'm i'm happy so i did want to extend that out there uh, folks, we do hope you've enjoyed our rants. I ranted a bit about iOS 9. Mark and Mike corrected me on how wrong I was and all the things I was doing. We figured out that Mark was holding it wrong uh, when it comes to his uh, his uh, how he was using the Apple software. So, And we figured out that Mike is a saint who does walk among us, much like uh, uh, Gretel, uh, Mike, Mark's wife. So the, we, we've come to a, oh. a lot of great conclusions. Saint Saint Michael. Wow. All right. I like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Oh wait. My, my, my halo's slickering. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Put uh, your finger back in the outlet. It'll make the the halo glow, glow brighter. <laughs> so with that, we'll uh, we'll let uh, we'll let Saint Michael tell us where he can be found if you've <laughs> forgotten in his long week long absence that he had on the show. Well, putting my sainthood in jeopardy, I can be found on Twitter um, at DSC Chipman, and I have an about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. That's M-C-P-E-E-K. That's good. Mr. Greentree, I know there's, it's very difficult to find you online. 
So we're yeah, Mark Yeah, that was a joke. You were supposed to help out there, asshole. The anyway, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, do a Google and then you'll find out everything you need to know about me. Yeah, uh. remember the Klingons know where you're at. Anyway. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So anyway, folks, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, you can go over to Twitter on twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or go you got to change that name. I, I tried to tweet you the other day, and I typed big, and then I came up with a couple of accounts from big-breasted women. And not me. What are you, what are you Googling there, Mark? <laughs> um. Seriously, it was in Twitter, and I'm like, where's Kevin? And it's like all these kind of porno Twitter accounts. And I'm like, oh, jeez, Kevin, change it, will you? Allison's been, you know, wanting you to change it for ages. So so am I, and so is everyone else that's irritating. <laughs> uh, I have a suggestion. Put an underscore at the beginning. <gasps> that would be a great thing to do. And one at the end, too. Might as well just have underscore. <laughs> would that, would that help? Would that I'm help? So no, no, no. no. What, what's wrong with at... Kevin Alden. Uh Nothing. I have that one, too. Jeez. <laughs> I, I give up, people. There's, there's no reasoning with this man. I don't follow. I, I rarely use that account. I've had, I, got to, I grabbed it at one point because it wasn't available. And then I, when it became available, I snagged it. But by then, I had my Twitter identity, so I, I left it alone at this point. We'll see. Maybe someday when Mark's dead. The... Uh, <laughs> You know, that's what Nicholas said about getting the Wii U. It, it, it was funny. I, I don't know if I told you guys that, but he was supposed to... Because uh, I, I kept putting off buying the, the Nintendo Wii U. And uh, then he came out one day out of the blue, well, I'll get it when you're dead. And uh, it's just been a running joke. And, you know, for a little kid to say it, it, it was just... It was priceless and funny. He had no idea. Um, but it's always been a joke that, okay, well, get an Xbox now on the way home from the funeral service. Yeah. <laughs> Which just makes him. me just makes me wonder what Gretel knows. Gretel knows a lot. <laughs> mm. Too much. Too much. Mm. She mm. shares. Awesome. Anyway. Okay. Any, but anyway, as I was saying uh, before, Mark so rudely interrupted me. You know, you can also. Well, see, I, I only interrupted to extend how long that bloody Twitter username of yours is. <laughs> and Mike gave helpful suggestions to extend it even longer. <laughs> he did. Yes, I, I am. I'm awesome. We'll swap. We'll swap Mike. Out. <laughs> no, we won't. We don't win. We won't swap Mike out. Uh, so anyway, you can swap Mike. That's all right. You can. Uh, right. Yeah. You can always also go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder and find out more things about me that way if you want. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, go over to geekiestshowever.com. Uh, reviews and comments on iTunes are always appreciated. So, folks, we want to thank you for listening to the show. We hope you've enjoyed this somewhat long show tonight. Uh, definitely not our longest, but we hope you've enjoyed it. And please remember, if you do nothing else between now and next week, don't forget to go up and hug a geek. Hey, Siri, I'm looking for a new podcast. How about three geeky ladies? Well, I want to hear about technology. As I said, three geeky ladies. I want to learn about different types of apps and websites that will help me in my day-to-day life. Um, three geeky ladies fits the bill. A podcast that talks about new releases in Apple, like iCloud, Photos, new iPhones, and iPads. Oh, and El Capitan is coming out soon, right? As I've been saying, three geeky ladies is what you want.
Say, what about the Three Geeky Ladies podcast? That looks like exactly what I want. Thanks, Siri. Wow. Three Geeky Ladies, a technology podcast from a female perspective. Find it on the Stoplight Network.